This show is not for the faint of heart. If you're craving personal growth that goes beyond the surface level, then you're in the right place. Get ready to unlock your mind, unleash your authenticity, ignite your purpose and passion, and fortify your emotional resilience. Say goodbye to drama and distraction and hello to new potential. As a former lawyer and business leader turned certified high performance coach, I know what it takes to excel in life. I'm here to push you beyond your comfort zone, challenge your beliefs, and spark a transformation that will revolutionize the way you work, have relationships, and your well-being. You've already taken the first step by being here, so buckle up because we're about to go on this life-changing journey together. Are you ready? Let's do this. My friend, I'm so happy you're here because we're going to talk about how to set healthy boundaries. Maybe you've thought that you'd like to be better at setting boundaries. Maybe you want to more quickly recognize when you need to set them and then do it more easily without feeling guilty or overthinking the situation. Maybe you want to set boundaries at work. You want to protect your time, your productivity, and your energy. You want to prevent yourself from doing other people's work at the cost of your own. Or maybe it's that your workload has become overwhelming and you're just keeping your head above water wondering if you'll ever be able to have more balance, calm, or just be able to try something new. Maybe you want to set boundaries personally. You've got some friends and some family who are really starting to take the piss now. They're taking advantage of your extended giving, your patience, your accommodation, and you feel like these points have been reached and maybe even breached. And now you're starting to feel resentful, used, and unable to be your best self. When they ask you what's wrong, (laughs) you're unsure how much to say. In this episode, I'll share two key ideas for setting healthy boundaries to protect your time, your energy, and your impact. At the very end, I'll also share two resources that have helped me set boundaries personally and at work as well. Here we go. Usually, when we think about setting boundaries, it's usually because someone has disrespected us. They really cheesed us off or hurt our way of thinking or they've hurt our feelings. Somehow they've negatively triggered us in some way. So what do we do? We react, don't we? And depending on how self-actualized we are, we're going to react somewhere along a rather slippery slope. We can start at the very top there. We can react with enormous levels of understanding, not taking things too personally, even being peaceful while being triggered. Or... We can slide down a little that slippery slope and we can create a scene. Maybe we slide a little bit lower down that slippery slope and we end up being passive aggressive. Maybe we reach the end, (laughs) the bottom of that slippery slope, and we're just reacting, fully engaging in verbal or physical war. When we've started to slide down that slippery slope, it's a sign that we're thinking in the short term. 
We've limited our view to just what is in front of us immediately. And we go into self-protection mode. We react to put up a boundary. So we might shut ourselves off, shut them out. We might hide, avoid them, or ghost them. Or if we're more expressive, we might start firing back. (laughs) We might even lash out, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You did that, I'm going to do this. Now it's tit for tat. So this first idea for setting boundaries in a healthy way is suggesting that before reacting, take a hot moment to pause and consider the result you really want. The result you want in the medium to longer term. So to do this, you've got to pluck yourself out of the situation and sort of witness what's happening in order to get a higher perspective over the matter. Imagine a drone, you know, would start on the ground and then shoot up into the sky and look at things from a higher, bigger perspective, a higher, bigger picture. And the way that I do this and how I encourage my coaching clients to do this too is to think of yourself as someone who goes from reacting to someone who is initiating, to become someone with the identity of being an initiator in all areas of life, in all conversations. Important to note that this doesn't mean you will have needed to start or initiate the entire conversation that you're having that is triggering you. No, it just means that instead of reacting in the conversation or reacting to the person in the conversation, you are initiating a response from within that conversation in a way that is authentic and empowering. You're responding in a way that's not pushing anyone out or shutting yourself off, but in a way that's allowing you to lean in and go for a win-win. You lean in when it gets uncomfortable. When you become this initiator, you stop being someone who's easily knocked off kilter, distracted, or someone who gets your time wasted. You stop being someone who is constantly playing defense, constantly managing situations, not having time and energy for yourself, and you feel like you're on the back foot always playing catch up throughout the day. Then when you get home, there's a whole heap of other stuff you got to do that you're catching up there too. So when you become an initiator, you switch to playing offense. And offense means that you're moving and speaking with intention and conviction. You are way more assertive in an extremely positive and inspiring way. You're moving, speaking, gesturing in accordance with your goals and your values. You're not turning the ball over to the other team. And what I mean by that is giving away your power, just passing it off to them and then having to chase them around to try to get it back. When you do that, you tend to fall victim to how they want to play the game. No, you're playing by your rules now, no matter what. Initiating a response in a way that feels good and right and true for you, not according to the rules of their game, which might be distraction, selfishness, or drama. I mean, if they're good rules and they're making you step up in a positive and powerful way, then go for it. There's something to be learned here. But if they're distracting, selfish, or dramatic, it's your rules. So here's the key to this idea. The boundary you set is not in a reaction, 
but in an initiation based on your best self. That's a really big distinction. So in case you're doing other things right now, come back to me because this distinction will forever elevate your productivity, your influence, and your energy. So when you feel negatively triggered at work, at home, with friends, wherever, I'm asking you to become an initiator of how you want to play as your highest, best self, not as a reactor. Knee-jerk reacting, you know, someone hits you in the knee and ping, up your leg goes and you kick them. I call this setting healthy boundaries because you're drawing a big fat line through reacting and setting a higher expectation of other people that they can rise to that they can rise to being better and show you a healthy engagement, show you a healthy relationship, show you a healthy conversation. And they can do that, they can step up or they can step aside. They can create space for someone or something that meets you on that level. And don't be afraid to do this personally and professionally. So how do you become an initiator when you feel negatively triggered by someone and you just want to react? You know, how do you even know what the rules of the game are? I know that's what you're thinking and they're terrific questions. It means you're serious about taking control here. And the answer leads me onto the second idea. And that's the idea of clarity. One of my favorite C words of all time along with commitment creativity, consistency. I love them all. So in order to set healthy boundaries by becoming an initiator of your highest values, you've got to be clear on what those values are. Yes. So ideally you will have at least two kinds of clarity to set these healthy boundaries and that's goal clarity. I'll explain why in a tick and relationship clarity. We'll get into that too. So Goal clarity. You need this when setting healthy boundaries because when you're clear on the impact you want to have, then you're in a position to prioritize what and who matter most and do this on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. High performers, they've blocked time. They've blocked time out in their calendars, recurring when necessary for what and who matter most in reaching their goals. They've protected this time in advance. They're not saying, oh, someone just popped that into my calendar and someone did this too and now I'm back to back to back to back. Whose fault is that? You know, we, it's our responsibility to take control of our time, our energy and our productivity and setting healthy boundaries with these ideas will help you do that. So if someone asks this high performer to do something that is out of the scope of what they're so clear on their goals are and what their priorities are, then they can confidently say no, or they can confidently say, you know what, not now, but I can do it at a specific time. Insert what that specific time is for you. And they can do that without compromising on their goals or the people they've already made promises to. They're not going to let down the person they promised for that particular project. They're not going to let down the client. They're going to le- not going to let down their partner. They're not going to let down their kid. Now, if you really want to help the person who has asked you, say because it's your boss, then with clarity, you having clarity, you're able to give them clarity 
about what you've got going on. And you can do that as soon as the ask is made. Well, sir, I'm also working on this, this and that. Yes, ma'am, I'd love to do that. And I'm also working on this, this and that. Or person, (laughs) we don't even have to be a gender. I am working on this, this and that. And you can say that in order to let your boss know quickly so they can make a quick decision about reshuffling or reprioritizing what you're working on with them or simply ask someone else. Ask someone else to do what they want who's got more capacity. So if the important person asking you for help is your spouse, the same principle really applies. We're, all, we're just dealing with people and we want to deal with people respectfully. When you're clear on the impact you want to have on your spouse and on your family, then you can be clear about what you're doing, why it's important to you, and why you might have to stick with what the plan is, or why you're able to adjust now, but it might be difficult later, or whatever the response is going to be. You have to be clear about this, you know, what you're doing and why it's important to you in a very empowered, positive way. And then you invite them to share the same information with you. I know this makes perfect sense and is incredibly obvious, but how often do we do it? We make up excuses and reasons in our mind to not share what we really think and feel and want and why. And we make trade-offs, but this just leads to difficulties in the near future. I thought you were doing this and I thought this was important too and you were doing that instead and oh my goodness. So when you're both clear and have shared what you want, then you can make a deal and deals are fun, deals are profitable. So by being clear on your goals, you're able to set these healthy boundaries to protect time for what matters and who matters without feeling guilty, without overthinking the situation or letting people down. Check out episode four to gain goal clarity if you haven't already. Next, in order to set healthy boundaries quickly and easily, it really helps when you have relationship clarity. Relationship clarity means that you know how. You want to have relationships with everyone in your life, from strangers to cashiers, co-workers, clients, all the way through to family and friends. Having relationship clarity for yourself means that you can have, bum, 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 the one personality type anywhere you go. You can have one personality. You don't have to do a Voldemort from Harry Potter and start splitting your personality soul into seven pieces and hoping none of them ever meet. That would be awkward. So the essence of relationship clarity is knowing exactly how you want to impact people and have that impact articulated in values. For me, my relationship clarity values are authentic, empowering, and energizing. So instead of just reacting to people and situations and losing my cool and my plan for the day, losing my productivity, and let's face it, compromising my energy and my mood, I instead sense the trigger. I take a hot moment to pause and consider the long-term result, the end result that I actually want, as opposed to the peace of mind that I want to give to them. (laughs) And so I do that drone thing. I just go, and I shoot up and I take that bigger perspective, higher perspective, and I use my values words to guide 
what I say and do next. This is how practical we can get with using our relationship clarity words to set healthy boundaries quickly. So if I feel triggered during a conversation, negatively triggered, and I want to become an initiator to set healthy boundaries, and what, let's just be clear, these healthy boundaries are healthy expectations for how you want that person or those people to interact with you moving forward. You're resetting an expectation for your interaction. So when I want to do this, I use my relationship clarity values. I will say something like, let's, let's go with Tony. You know what, Tony? In all my relationships, I've come to deeply value empowering people, not disempowering people. So can you say that to me again, this time in a way that empowers us both? I want that for us. Or, Tony, thanks so much for being honest. You know, I deeply value authenticity and I think that it's a skill that we need more of. (laughs) It's something we need more of in society. So here's what I think. And here's how I think we could make a deal so we both win. So you can have a play with that. Play with your relationship clarity values. Have them memorized. (laughs) If there's a challenge in this episode, it's to get clear on your relationship values and memorize them so that you can have one-liners that you just pull out of your back pocket. You pull out of your back pocket and you just say it to people or you type it into an email or you use it to start a conversation. And you can do this at work too. What I love about many companies, many organizations is that they usually have clear values. So I've used company values to set higher expectations of others and effectively set a boundary for how people should be talking to each other. So I've used company values words to interrupt a heated argument. And it was happening in the same room as me. We're in a meeting and two people at the end were arguing. It had something to do with their their respective teams. It was sales and it was engineering. It was tech. From what I could gather, there was a massive miscommunication and A managed service that we had for a client was clearly very broken. So they were starting to get disrespectful. And respect, at least when I was there, was one of the company's values. So even though I wasn't privy to the details of their argument or whatever was going on, I realized that I didn't need to be in order to set this higher expectation, to reset this boundary. So I said, this is not how we talk to each other at this company. When we agreed to work here, we also agreed to speak to each other with respect. And this isn't respect. So I'd interrupted their low energy dialogue, that reactive, short-term thinking, that saving face and trying not to lose reputation by blaming someone else. Instead of just going to a solution, fixing it for the client, ASAP, and then figuring out how they can prevent this in future. So it was a forced pause. And that forced pause allowed them to consider our values and think about the result they actually wanted, which wasn't a complete fallout. They had hundreds of other clients (laughs) they needed to work together on, and they didn't want 
to go for new jobs, I guess. Maybe they hadn't thought about that yet, but that's where this was going. My friend, this is it, nice and simple. Setting boundaries starts with moving from reactor to initiator, taking on that identity of someone who is the initiator and is assertive in all areas of their life. Being clear also on your goals and your priorities and using your relationship values to respond in alignment with your best self. No knee jerks over here. So I've consumed many materials on setting boundaries and managing emotions and people and all that nice stuff. And by far, the best two resources and the ones I highly recommend are people. So all materials from Albert Ellis and Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you find yourself quite reactive and affected by negative triggers and you can't quite pluck yourself out of situation and zoom up like a drone to that higher perspective to initiate a response from there, then please read A Guide to Rational Living by Albert Ellis. Now that's been co-authored with Robert A. Harper. The link is in the show notes. And I also highly recommend the book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural how common people are doing the uncommon. Now, I recommend that one for cultivating a deeper sense of self, a deeper sense of connection to something bigger. There's a particular part in that book that talks about something called the refractory period, which is a period of time after an experience or event that Dr. Dispenza will talk about. And it's about utilizing that period to create new neural pathways in the brain, which of course helps to break old habits and beliefs. You know, old habits about reacting and getting unnecessarily emotional and being passive aggressive, all that kind of stuff, so that you can create new ones. You can create new neural pathways, new habits, new beliefs that better serve you, that better serve you your family, your co-workers, and of course, your dreams and your goals. Because I bet that those dreams and goals require you to be on a new level in order to achieve them. So we need to go to that level, don't we? So if you're looking for that deeper transformation, please pick that book up. I'll pop the link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to support the High Performance Made Simple podcast, Gosh darn, you would really make me smile. Please share this with three awesome people. Maybe they're your friends, colleagues, or that love partner in life. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Tanya Semrad or Instagram and TikTok. The handle for those are at Tanya underscore high performance. And I look forward to tuning in with you again soon. If you have any questions, want me to dial into something more specific, let me know. Ciao for now.